something that I've been paranoid about, but it's like turned into a whole new problem, which is like, I'm always paranoid that my zipper is down. So, okay. Yeah. It's like a, a real paranoid thing to the point where like, I keep catching myself like almost anytime I get out of the car, I'm like, Checking my your crotch. Checking my yeah. zip. Yeah. But like yeah. I'll like be walking into a gas station or walking into like a Target or something, you know, <laughs> and I'm checking the zipper. And yeah. I'm like, to the untrained eye, it probably just looks like I'm I'm, you know, I'm doing some self-love every time I'm walking into a place. And I think I'm yeah. creating a whole new problem that instead of Oh, like, look at that goof. His his zipper's down. That's embarrassing for him. I'm worried now that it's going to be like, look at that pervert, like, touching himself at the gas station. Yeah, you're going to be on the list now. Yeah, so I'm worried that my paranoia has created something far worse for myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not really sure how to remedy this situation um, to save off the paranoia to keep me from becoming a pervert that goes to Target. So... Well, I don't know I mean, if you got any advice for me to help me out. Well, what I was going to say, first of all, to alleviate some of your concern is you are already a pervert, but <laughs> you're just not a public pervert. So okay. it's like, it's not that you'd be, uh, I, you. it wouldn't be the first time you'd be a pervert going to Target. It would just be the first time that people would see like that. Like catch on. Is what you're sure. concerned about. Yeah, yeah they yeah. now see it. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it's true. Yeah, so so I guess like be confident in yourself and your ways is what I'm <laughs> be saying. Confident Don't change in your for pervertedness. <laughs> yeah. Where Don't your... change for anybody. Yeah. You Wear know what? Go sleeve. with your zipper down already. Like go oh. in with the zipper already down. Then you won't need to touch it because you'd be like, yeah. well, I already know it's down. It's like, don't so be it's bashful. Just let it hang loose. Yeah. Let somebody, you know what? That's a good conversation starter because then someone would be at least a, a concerned citizen will just be like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but your zipper is down. That leads me to a story, actually. <laughs> that, oh, no. Okay. Okay. So I was on, I was at work, you know, I was in my, this was like when I needed to dress uh, business casual for work. So I was wearing my nice slacks and I was wearing a button up shirt. And I'm on the elevator with one other person. And then as we're about to exit the elevator, the person is like, I'm sure you know this already, but there is a a big split in the back of your pants. And I was like, no, "No, I don't know that. Why would I be wearing these if I already knew this? I'm sure you already know that you've you have sliced open the back of your pants so that you're I'm sure. so everyone can see your butt hair right but so that you don't have to pull your pants down when you do number two you, yeah. yeah no yeah but it was a <laughs> i was like hey i'm gonna go home because i need i need to change <laughs> pants i mean i feel like that's a really good excuse to leave work you yeah know? you know i should come with split pants more often is what i'm saying yeah that's my advice if you ever need to just jet from work because no one's going to expect you to stay there with a hole in the back of your pants. Right. But what, a, you know what? These are good conversation starters because it's like once somebody approaches you and does that, you could be like, oh, thank you so much. So like, so how long you been here? You know, and you can get that. Com- <laughs> Maybe you make a new friend. No, can't. No, but <laughs> like after a conversation like that or after a statement like that, can you move on? Can you transition to a normal conversation? Or in the back of that person's mind, they're going to be like, this guy just has a hole in the back of his pants and he's so casual about it. Well, and I it. think that's the challenge and you like challenges. 
you know? Uh, yes, so, I guess. And well, I like game challenges, not life challenges. Think about life as a game, bud. Because now life this is a game. Is, well, I guess that's the problem is you like roguelikes. If you die, you can't come back and just. <laughs> yeah, and there's no coming back. Well, that's the thing. You go home, you come back with better pants and then you try it over well, again. I heard from a wise person once that life was a dance that you learn as you go. Okay. Uh, sometimes you lead. Sometimes you follow. So if yeah. somebody says, hey, your pants are ripped open, you just start fucking dancing. You just start dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you I dance. think that's the takeaway. You stare them directly <laughs> in the eyes, and you boogie. I don't. I don't and even you make respond. Them feel I embarrassed. Dance. You you make them feel bad. Right now, who's the fool? Who's laughing now? the Nerdsoft Podcast, where two lazy nerds talk about whatever we've got the energy for. My name's Chris. I'm Joseph. Aside from really pertinent life advice, um, we've got all kinds of fun things to talk about today. One thing that I did want to ask you on a more serious note, I've seen that you've been playing a whole bunch of Grounded, which you mentioned that you were going to start doing on the last episode. Um, yeah. And I don't know much about it other than it is a survival game where you're basically, it's kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is my thought. But like, how's that been going? Like, let's talk about that game that's been out for how many years? Oh my God. What's that like? Uh, You know what? It's like, I've played survival games before. Like I played Ark. Yeah, I played that with you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You... I mean, you that played was the one, with, one day. We had that glitch where, like, I died, and for whatever reason, I started ascending upwards. <laughs> yeah. And then you started ch- trying to chop me up, and you stole all my shit. Yeah, the yeah. heavens were calling. You had to go back. You were you were poochied away. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, no, like, so I played that one. That one's fine. Very challenging. And then uh, Grounded is a, a more casual version and maybe cleaner version of that because that one's kind of messy and you know glitches easily. Okay, but but grounded is very clean and has a, a lot more quality of life changes to it, and um, like it starts out pretty easy. Like your worst fear is like a ladybug. It's like oh no, like I'm not strong enough to take on a ladybug because those are those are basically tanks to you at the start because you're so small. You're you're four kids, uh, teenagers, I think, that are just like shrunken down to minuscule size. So essentially. Uh, a ladybug would be like a a literal tank size to you. So you those are like the most fearsome creatures in your starting area. But then it comes to a point where you're like, all right, I can take on ladybugs or whatever. Now I've crafted armor. I've crafted ladybug specific armor out of the, the carcasses of the many ladybugs that I have slain. And I fun. feel stronger for it. Yeah. Cool. But then you get to like some later areas. It's like, oh, these bugs are now exploding. They're contaminated with some kind of chemicals. It's really dark here. I have to go underwater. So I need to create my own mask or I'm going to drown. It gets super challenging. And the point that my brother and I are at now, because his his daughters are out of town for the weekend. So it was just he and I playing. And like, we're like, oh, I don't know if like the girls could handle this because it is like so challenging right here at this one area. 
So we're trying to like clear a bunch of it out so we can at least like reap some of the benefits and get some uh, armor pieces so that they can then craft some armor to kind of stand up to uh, the adversaries in this new area. And also, but it's got some really cool mechanics to it, though, because it's like if you think about just any kind of um, RPG or whatever, you've got your basically the ability to be whatever kind of class you want, quote unquote, you all the kids are the same, like you, can, you don't have stats or anything, but there are stats in the armors and weapons that you pick up. So those kind of form the way you're playing your character. Like I'm playing more of the tanky character so that stuff kind of focuses on me and I can take more hits. Um, my brother's playing an archer right now, so he's keeping range. And then, you know, the girls are playing their own thing. But there's like ways you can heal, ways you can do things like that. So it's like um, uh, almost like a miniature MMO where you're all playing. You have specific class types you can play. You're not forced into anything. You can change it at any time. Um, just change up your armor or the mutations that you've gathered. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're having a really good time with it. I, I love the way that you craft the armor out of like the the bugs or whatever creatures you're um, you're hunting because then it feels like there's progress to it. And it's like, yeah, I've now crafted this like set of armor that has these specific bonuses to it. So it's a lot of like the things I like about games like that, but just condensed into like a smaller kind of uh, friendlier looking package. But it does have like a real intense challenge level to it. It's not as like kid friendly as it seems from first appearance. Yeah, I was gonna say it does look like it's a um, a kid type game, but that might just be because I'm associating it with like, honey, I trunk the kids or something. Yeah, exactly. Like visually, yes, but it okay. has a real good challenge level to it, even on the normal setting. And you can like customize your own because the way that what I like about it, too, is like with Ark and stuff, I had to like uh, purchase a server to basically or rent a server for a year so that we could all play together and be on the same like dynamic server. In this one, you can have a shared world, which is like somebody starts this shared world and then you're jumping into it, whatever. They then save it, but it's saved to all the character, all the people who they choose for it to be saved to. So then I could load that same save up if nobody else is on and host it. And then like they could jump in on mine, but we're all sharing the same, I guess, server because like it's saving on all of our games, not just one of ours. So it was just like whoever gets on first can just jump in and do whatever. And then they just invite everyone else to it. So it's not a living server in that it's not running while we're not playing. But if one of us is on, then any of us can jump on to the okay. same uh, server wherever it left off. Right. So it's saved more to like characters progress rather than saved to the server itself. Yeah. It, okay. It's like we're playing through a game, but we're all sharing the same save. So yes. that it, okay. if, if like I'm not on, but my brother and his daughters get on or whatever, they can, they can make whatever own. progress, save yeah. it. And then whenever I jump on to their save, then it picks up wherever they left off. Okay. That, yeah. I, I, that, that's kind of cool. I, I get that. What other survival games have you played or, or like enjoyed? Because I feel like that's a genre. Um, historically, you and I haven't really dived too much into. Like, I know we, we did a little bit of arc and I know you played that a lot with them. Um, we did tribes of Midgard for a little bit and I played that one. I got really into that for a while, but I'd say that's more of like a survival light because that's like one that, um, you know, that it, it restarts like every time you play, you hop into a new game. Um, but, you know, you're just like you're foraging, you're fortifying. 
that that one's almost a little bit more tower defensey um with some survival things built into it but like are there other survival games that you've enjoyed or or that you're interested in uh, one that i really like the look of but i haven't played a ton of and but i would like to play more of it if i had see okay so the thing with survival games first let me preface is that i don't like playing them if i'm not playing them with other people who i know okay because yeah, that's fair. the fun of it is yes. like you're doing this together if you're playing it alone, yeah, you can do it. And a lot of games like have like different kind of modes. You can do that more efficiently. But it's like at that point, I'm just playing a normal game. It doesn't feel like a survival game if I'm doing it by myself. Mm-hmm. So what I was leading into was uh, don't starve together. Have you? Oh, you, like, yeah. I'm sure you know of that one. Yeah, I love the art style. Like the Tim. Yeah. Um, oh, man. What, why am I? Me and you tried it once. Name? We tried it one you, time. We did, but so briefly. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't give it a whole lot of time. I think we did it for one stream, and like we we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and like we kept getting separated, and I think that was more because of me being kind of an idiot, and then like I, I kept mean, we were getting both killed blindly, like going in there trying to we're struggling at figuring out what to do, and yeah. not figuring out what to do. But I, I like the Tim Burton esque like, yes, art style the art of is it. Great in that, yeah. It's basically like a living uh, Tim Burton concept drawing, essentially. And sure. I, so that's really cool. That's a survival game. I, I don't know a whole lot about past what we played, um, but and obviously that's really popular. They have Don't Starve, which is the single player version of that. But Don't Starve together, you know, as the name sounds, does like reinforce teamwork more and and multiplayer and working together so that's the part of it that i would like to play um sure v rising is one that i also played for a little bit and it's really cool i think i was playing the early access version of it i'm not sure but v rising is uh you're you're a vampire and are you're basically all vampires whoever's playing with you you're you're reconstructing your own castle and also like facing different sort of like uh, hunters or um, different kind of beasts and stuff and trying to regain your strength. But time of day really comes into play there. So it's like you don't want to be out uh, in sunlight because it weakens you and is hurting you. So you have but you can go out in the day if you stay in the shadows. You just have to like really be good at like sneaking around or like hiding under shadows of trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you, you're going to be less powerful than you would be at night. So nights when you want to do most of your hunting and stuff for your resources, that is one that as far as like last time I played it, like I had to have a, sh- a server that I purchased. I pur- that was like the server space I purchased for Arc. I also had V Rising space on there, too. Um, I don't have that server anymore. So like that got wiped. But I didn't play that for so long that it really mattered. Sure. Um, but that's one to look into for sure if you're into like vampire lore, just monsters in general. And it's a it's kind of a Diablo-esque like uh, three fourths top down view as far as the uh, visuals go. But it was really fun and getting all you, basically you're you're kind of like getting new powers based on uh, who the last victim you drained is like some of them will have like stats that will be more tanky. Some will be more stealthy, whatever. And those last for a period of time and then those start running out. So you'll need to go like re up your basically your blood thirst thing. So basically your stats or or powers at least could change depending on who you drank from. 
Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's yeah, cool or idea. at least your skill set. Yeah, yeah so, that's cool. And then as you beat bosses or like different kind of world uh, creatures or whatever, you're able to get new abilities that are um, you can bring into your arsenal. And you can only have, if I remember correctly, like a set amount at a time. So you can have to decide what abilities you want to be focusing on for your character. But it was really fun. And you can make your a vampire that's just like, you know, the the more like uh, regal type or whatever. Or you can go like straight Nosferatu looking like monstrous vampires. It's really neat. Yeah. I never played that one, but um, I I know that there was a, a huge amount of buzz when that one came out. Like everybody was talking about it. Everybody loved it. I didn't realize that it was kind of like a survival kind of game. I, I was thinking it was more of like a hack and slash style since i had not really dived into it so that's really that's really interesting to know yeah it, it does play very uh diablo like right but it is a survival game yeah i didn't realize that aspect of it so that's that's pretty interesting there i've got a few games i think that i had purchased that were some survival ones that i just have not gotten into um i can't remember if i bought them or if i was mooching off you i think i bought at least one of them <laughs> Because okay. I think they're ones that I think I remember you saying at one point you weren't really interested in. Um, one was The Long Dark, which um, I, I wanted to get into that for the longest time. And I just didn't because at the time that I bought it, there was just a lot of other games that I was really into. And just it never panned out that I, I played it. And I'm also kind of the mindset of you of like, I don't know, like it, it it seems like a fun idea at the time, but then it's just like, I don't know, whenever I do play a survival game, I feel like I get bored real quick unless there's someone to talk to and goof around with and, you know, do things with. Otherwise, I feel like I'm just running around collecting things and like just waiting to be able to do anything because I have to constantly collect things. And wait for some sort of um, uh, like there's always some sort of time management aspect that I'm like waiting on something for like, oh, I got to wait for a day so I can go out and finish collecting these sticks to build my shelter, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And that that grates on me quite a bit. I, I don't like grindy stuff that much. There was another one, I think, that was similar to The Long Dark. I think it's called The Wild Eight. Uh, I think both when oh, I say similar, yeah. I think they're both just take place in like a a snowy, I don't know, like Alaskan sort of atmosphere or something. And um, I believe I believe I've got both of those and just have not touched either of them because um, they both looked cool. I just, you know, haven't haven't popped in. But there's something I'd be interested in trying out sometime. And um, the forest and Sons of the Forest both look interesting because I like, you know, I love horror stuff and I've seen some real spooky stuff from those games. But again, it's just kind of like, uh, the 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 grindiness of it. I'm just like, I don't know. Those are kind of semi-interesting to me, but like with survival games at this point, because like you're saying, it, it can get very grindy. Uh, so you want to have at least like a, a skin on it that uh, is appealing to you or can stay interesting. Like with Grounded, you know, it's like we're these teenagers around these giant bugs. So it's cool just how... Um, over the top, that kind of stuff is. And that makes it really interesting to stick around with. If it was something like, oh, I'm just a normal man in a normal, <laughs> like snowy place and I can find normal things like, That's oh, me. here's a gun. Normal here's a man. rock. Yeah. yeah, I am Norman. And uh, 
I and 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 here's some rocks I need to collect to make a fortress so I can protect myself from bears or something. I don't know. Sure. Like that sounds boring in the long term for me. Like maybe it's a good game mechanically, but I just wouldn't stay interested in that. But something like uh, Valheim is another interesting one that I, I've oh, not yeah. played, but it looks super interesting because it's like Norse mythology. Like you are a character in that. So you're fighting like skeletons, giant trolls, uh, gods, probably of some sort. That's sort of the thing I, I enjoyed about um, Tribes of Midgard was fighting those huge giants. That, that was cool, but it is very tower defense like, Yes, it is. Like you were saying, it's it's not, doesn't mean it's bad. It's just a different type of game yeah. than like uh, one you can keep going on because it's like, it's less survival and more like round based uh, where it's like you're going through and then once you're done, once you beat this god, like you're done, like that your session's over. It doesn't like continue. You're stuck on like um, waiting for the next season to come out because uh, they do seasons and they keep doing them, which I appreciate that. But it's kind of like unless you want to achievement hunt, which I know some people are all about that and love hunting achievements, you know, like beat Cerberus five times or, or whatever. Unless you want to do that, then it's like you beat it and then you go play a different game until, you know, the next the next season. the next quarter when the new boss comes out, like uh, they give you a Hydra as a boss, I think was one of them. And then and they add boats to the game and then there's like, oh, OK, now there's new content and a new boss and then you do that and then you got to wait again for the next new season. And it's eh, cool idea. There, but yeah. There, there is another one called uh, Small Land that is similar to Grounded, and it very much so, just because it's like it already sounds. It, but like instead it. of like, yeah, instead of like kids getting shrunken down, like you are these like creatures who have inhabited the Earth for whatever period of time, and you're just very small, like kind of fairy-like creatures, I guess. Oh, but it's similar in the sense that like a lot of the enemies are just giant versions of things that we are just small to us as normal size. So it's like, but in this one, it's more of a combat action based, I guess, uh, in, in a lot of ways, because you can like get your own, like you could basically tame a grasshopper mount or something. So you could have a giant be riding on a giant grasshopper and like moving across the world. That's one thing I wish they had done in uh, Grounded is have like the ability to ride the bugs in some way, but not the case. That surprises me that that isn't in there because I would have assumed that that's like a default thing. Because especially when you first start talking about ladybugs, I'm like, okay, you're going to be riding one at some point, right? But that's what I was, that was my thought and what I was hoping for, but it. But it's mainly sticking to bugs and just it. I guess it's like your main concern is not having fun in this world in Grounded. <laughs> it is like trying to figure out how to regrow back to normal size, which oh, that's understandable. Yeah. I get it. I get it. You're not okay. trying to form a permanent thing. You just want to get out of there. Sure. Uh, okay. But in, in small land, like you are small already. And so you're just trying to uh, survive and persevere through this world where you're much smaller than you're just these other your creatures. Yeah, you're trying to live your best life and stuff is like inner with that so you're just trying it's a hazardous world to you that you're trying to overcome um but also getting to ride grasshoppers or frogs or whatever just sounds super cool so that's one it's early access still so i haven't played it but it's one i have my eyes on and apparently it was being made like around the exact same time as grounded so it's not a ripoff of it or anything they just are very visually similar at first glance speaking of small i want to break i want to break a little bit of a stereotype 
real quick and 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 talk about going from small to 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 getting big getting swole uh-huh and and i want to talk about something that like i feel like wouldn't get talked about usually on a, a nerdy kind of podcast um but i i've been starting to work out again the last oh, good. couple days yeah like i i hadn't worked out for i mean several months it's probably been like six months or something like that i've gotten like big and doughy the last several months while Rochelle was pregnant and then we had the baby and it was just because like I was freaking tired all the time. I was working myself to death. And now that baby's here, I'm like, I, I kind of reached this moment where I was, um, R- Rochelle had bought in this book. It's like a baby book kind of thing where you like write in some info that like it, you would give to, you know, we'll give to our daughter years from now. And I was just kind of thinking, oh, man, like, I hope I'm still around years from now. Like when she gets this thing, like, <laughs> I, I I better make sure that I'm, you know, still like I, that I'm in healthy form so that I can know my 20, 30, 40 year old version of my kid. Uh, so I was like, I better I better get back on on the uh, the train here. It's always been a stereotype that nerds and fitness do not, you know, mix. But um, you are in amazing shape. So I want to point that out. For those that don't know Joseph, Joseph is ripped as hell. And I think anyone would be impressed. If you haven't <laughs> seen him on Instagram, you'll you'll see all kinds of shirtless pics with all those, those muscles and abs. And I'm more of like the strong fat, <laughs> I would say. Like I got some muscle on me, but I also got like, you know, a bunch of dough around it too. And you and I have very different kind of like workout routines and stuff too that we both like, but I also have horrible eating habits. I I thought it'd be interesting to talk to you a little bit about like your sort of like outlook on, on what your fitness is like and your process and things like that. And, and I know that you've kind of like every once in a while you do kind of integrate your nerdiness into it because i remember every once in a while you used to go to the gym wearing like the leotard and like the um luchador masks and stuff and that was cool as shit uh Uh, so i just wanted you to talk about that kind of stuff a little bit because i thought that was super cool i was thinking about this the other day to your point initially where you're talking about being around uh, to see your daughter as she grows up yeah. Um that was something I was thinking about heavily. I think it was Friday where I was like, you know, the reason I am working out so much now when I don't have to is so that I don't need to later on in life essentially right. where it's not like, oh, now my doc and the the reason I even thought that was because like when I was at the gym the other day, I saw just a bunch of like um older like out of shape people like having to do like very light workouts and stuff it's like oh they're probably like here because they have to be because their doctor is like you got to work on your mobility or something i don't yeah, know for but sure it, I, i'm just making assumptions but i say this because it's like the more you take care of yourself early on the less i guess the less like taxing is going to be later in life for you yeah um and so that that's at least my mentality going into it now before it was just like i just want to be in good shape so i can show off or whatever wear spider-man cosplay and feel good about myself and now (laughs) it's more like i'm doing it i'm doing it for that reason still but also for my health because i'm like i don't want to be like super out of shape later on or like in a lot of pain as i age i want my body to be used to um some kind of like fitness routine Right. Um, Because I also see a lot of like uh, videos of like 70 year old uh, men and women 
like getting like who are just like super ripped still or just in really good shape and just like doing amazing things. Like, I want to be like that when I'm that age, you know, I like that. So for, for my like, uh, I, I guess my mentality on it, though, is like it doesn't matter necessarily how you look visually as long as you're happy with yourself in whatever shape you choose to be. But I will say, like, please do consider at least throwing in some kind of fitness into your uh, weekly routine just for just helping your life in the long run, like whether it's cardio, whether it's uh, resistance training, whatever, just like throw something in there. Just keep yourself moving and active because I think that's not only better for your body, but also your mind for me, at least, because like I feel so much better after a workout and just so much more clear that I'm like, yeah, like I can do anything else today because I've earned it because I've done my my due diligence for the day and in, in taking care of myself. I, I can say this because I am one of those people that um, and I will partially blame this on my ADD issues, but also just, you know, on on the everyday laziness of, of things that I, I get to like I, I am a constant uh, or a chronic like stop and starter where I will go so strong for so long and then I stop for so long. And then um, so knowing that starting like day one, like motiv- motivating yourself to do it the first time is always the hardest. Day two is way easier. Like, I feel like um, once you can get over that that step one hurdle of like hitting the gym that first time, like then it's like the next time that you want to go to the gym, like you've already kind of broken through the barrier. You just you feel that motivation. It's because you've already done like one day of exercise. And yeah, it releases those endorphins. You feel good about yourself that you did something. And so like you've already gotten a little bit of that reward. So you're just like, oh, man. Yeah. Like I, I actually kind of want to go again. So, um, yeah, I can't I guess I can't say that that's how it works for everybody. That might be presumptuous. But like for me, that's that is typically how it is. Um, I know that I have a tendency to do something like uh, go on a trip, go on a vacation, get out of my habit. And then it's like a, um, oh, I, I have to do my day one again. And then I keep putting it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. And then all of a sudden I gained like 20, 20 pounds like six months later and I haven't gone. And I'm like, ah, dang it. Now I got to do this all over again. I mean, it's fine to take breaks and whatever, but just try your best to get back on your routine as much as possible. That way you're not resetting the progress you've made. You know, yeah. that's that's a hard thing to not do. Like there was a good year that I didn't work out at all because I just got like, I don't know, uninspired to do it. And I I still like tried to be decent about what I ate. So I didn't like lose too much progress, but it's still like, you know, muscle I've lost, fat I've gained or whatever that I'm like, man, if I had just like stuck to it, like that wouldn't have been there. And then it just feels bad and you have to start fresh and ugh, like that's just not a process I wish on anybody because it's terrible. But if you're able to just stick with it, even when it's hard, even though it will be sometimes like just do your best to get out there and do something because, man, it'll really help you in the long run, not only physically, like I said, but also mentally. We both like weightlifting, but we both we tend to do like different types of things. As far as I know, you stick with a very similar routine each time. So what does that kind of look like? Do you just do like, you know, three days a week, you do the same routine or or what do you do exactly? So I moved up to four days a week just because I wanted to like pump it up a little bit more. But uh, 
I, since I'm going to a public gym, I'm kind of victim to, well, what machines are open right now, depending on the time of day I go. Sure. So I kind of have to fluctuate a little bit, but my general rule for myself is like, okay, I want to do six exercises total at least, which is about an hour span um, because I'm doing three sets of each exercise. And then I try to get between six and eight reps in each of those sets. And the reason I do that is because like if I can do 12 or more reps in the set, then I feel like, okay, I need to up the weight a little bit. And that helps me track my own progress internally where it's like, okay, last week or whatever, two weeks ago on this weight, I could only do or I could only do eight, but now I can do 12. So it's like, okay, maybe it's time to bump it up five pounds or something. And so that's helping me track my progress. It's helping me make progress. Time under tension is a huge thing. So it's like, don't try to just like rush through an exercise. Don't do it as fast as you can. Like really like push and like hold it at the top of an exercise or something as long as you're able, well, not as long as you're able, just like for a little while and then bring it back down slowly. So I think just like really focusing on form is something that I wasn't doing for the longest time. And now that I've started doing it, I'm really feeling and seeing results from that because form was like a secondary thing to me before. It was just like, all right, I want to push. I want to lift the heaviest weight that I possibly can. <laughs> My form was so bad because I was having to compensate in all kinds of different ways just to lift this weight. Sure. That it's like, oh, I'm not working the muscles that it's intending to work. I'm just like, really like putting it all into my arms or something. But instead, it's like if I'm trying to do a shoulder workout, don't, I don't want the weight so high that I need to use my arms to push that weight up. It's like, no, keep it light enough to where it's like, OK, my shoulders are doing the work or my back's doing the work, not my arms or not my legs or whatever. So I think that's something I I wish I had known or wish I had like learned earlier on, because I think that really would have helped with progress as far as like um, being better for me in the long run. Not that it does, not that you won't make progress here, but if you're really trying to like balance your growth, then that's a really good way to go about it is make sure your form is good. Even if you feel like you, even if that means taking the weight down a little bit to ensure your form stays, uh, as, as good as possible. It'll help you avoid injury too, which is, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. One of my favorite things to do is trying different types of exercises for the same muscle groups. Like, so today I did like a, um, I was just basically concentrating on arms, doing like biceps and stuff, but I did two sets, but of like four different styles of curls just to like hit all the different, like smaller muscles within the arms. So, you know, whether it was doing hammer curls or doing like drags, the supinated curls, uh, things like that, like the reverse and I also love, uh, I love doing CrossFit. I'm not a CrossFit bro. I swear to God. Uh, I, I really like endurance challenges along with stuff. So a lot of times like I'll do um, workout stuff, but I'll do some sort of like CrossFit kind of thing in between days. Usually I'll set like a certain um, kind of like circuit up where I have like four or five exercises and I do an AMRAP of like, I just keep doing it in rotation for like, you know, 15 minutes or something like that. So in between my like lifting days, I'll, I'll do those. And I really like those. So, okay. um, but yeah, that's, that, that's kind of like what I like to do. That's kind of a fun challenge for me. Do you have like, is there anyone that you like, uh, get inspired by or like to watch and see what they're doing, whether it's like a YouTuber or someone on Instagram or something like that? 
whether they're just straight up fitness or if they're like nerdy fitness kind of things? I, I really don't like. Sure. If I have if I have questions about a certain exercise or if I'm like, or I want to make sure I'm doing this form correctly, I'll look up somebody. But it's not like I look at a specific person. I just look up the general exercise and I'll yeah. see whatever the top viewed one is and I'll just go there. But there's nobody who I follow and I'm like, OK, I religiously follow this person's like workout and their workout ethic or whatever. I'm going to follow exactly what they do to get their same results because that's just not going to happen. Like we're all built differently. So I. I, I I am doing things. I would rather do things my own way with kind of a compilation of different ideas I'm getting from different people to see what works for me. So just like an amalgamation of different uh, skills and advice I've heard over the years sure. is kind of what I built mine off of, not basing off anyone in particular. So I don't I, I'm not not to say that there's like not really good ones out there because I know there are, but there's just not anyone personally that I follow. Sure. Um there, I've got like kind of a core group of folks that I tend to just check out every once in a while. And, and it usually started through that by like looking up how to do certain things. Um, John Glod's one of them, obese to beast. Um, he's a really cool kind of a nerd too. So, um, really fun to check him out. Um, really incredible story too of how he used to be super obese and now he really is a beast, uh, with the T at the end there. Um, let me think, uh, lean beef patty. She's really cool. Um, and she does a lot of like, um, flexibility training too, which is cool. Um, well, Tennyson is just, he's funny. Basically. That's why I like him. Uh, same for Ryan Humiston. He's an older guy. That's uh super fit. One thing I like that he does is like, he'll hook up like sensors to certain, like to his muscle groups and like, he'll do different traditional exercises, workouts and things like that. And then actually gets like digital feedback, like actual data to see like what's actually working the muscle the hardest and stuff. So he can kind of see like um, what's been the most beneficial and stuff. And I just think that's super interesting to see. Kind of puts a little mm. bit of that science nerd in there. Um, and then just uh, there, there's a, a group called Nerd Fitness that I really like. Uh, they have a bunch of good coaches. Um, Stacy Richardson's one of their coaches. I really like her. But they have like um, lots of coaches. They have like a fitness camp, which is really cool. And they are, without a doubt, a huge group of nerds. Like I saw some um, videos from their fitness camp that they held. And like they're doing um, not just like teaching you like lifestyle changes, teaching you about dieting, teaching you um, workouts and stuff. But they're also doing like um, sword fighting kind of like training and crossbows and like, you know, archery and all kinds of cool stuff. And they're also playing games like they had like a whole N64 corner set up at their camp and all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm like, man, that's so awesome. I would love nice. to go to a, a like, you know, retreat camp like that. That's really cool. Um, they play D&D a lot. I'm like, that's awesome. Something that I really enjoyed and I haven't done it in a long time, but now that I'm thinking about it, I might rejoin is rock climbing gyms. Whether you're doing like the the free climbing or the like uh, the, the high, I don't remember what it's called, but the where you're climbing higher, but you're harnessed in. Yeah. Like both of those are such good challenges. I really enjoyed the free climb because it's like you're you're not climbing so high that a fall would like hurt you. And plus there's like tons of padding on the ground. But it lets you like feel like full motion. There's not a support from the rope or anything. And you're just like getting up there and the different color of, um, I guess, climbing points that you're going towards. So that kind of sets your difficulty like 
at least at the gym I was at, like the the lighter colors were the easier ones, like white was the easiest and the darker colors were the the harder versions. I don't remember if it was like purple or something that was the hardest one, but essentially you're setting your own difficulty level by like, okay, I'm going to try the white like path today where you're just climbing up the easier ones and you progress as you go. And that's just really fun. And it's a really good workout too, like on your shoulders, your back, your legs, really a full body workout because you're using everything to just stay up there. And also like really working on your balance and your core strength. I, I like that idea. I've never done rock climbing. Uh, Rochelle used to do it all the time too. She really enjoys it. So yeah, so fun. As you were talking, I wanted to mention too that I always liked. Um, so if you ever hear the term like active resting, which is... Um, I don't have to do it too much uh, if I still do my like um, little um, CrossFit like endurance things in between my workout days. But it's like one way to just, you know, keep your muscles from getting, you know, from getting too much pain to them because you're actually like getting more blood flow to them on your rest days rather than doing absolutely nothing. And then the blood doesn't get there. So like if, if you have like an active rest day, it's like maybe you do um, like if you just did chest or uh, chest workout the day before maybe the next day you do some like push-ups or something like that um, just to make sure you still get some blood there and it helps you heal. So someone that I, I used to know would have like a D20 and they would have like certain like light exercises assigned to each number. And then on their active rest days, they'd roll it and that would determine like what they do that day. So they might roll it a couple times that day and just, you know, get a variety of a couple things. And I always thought that was kind of, that was kind of cool. So hair of the dog workout edition. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of consuming more alcohol to fight your hangover, you're just working out more to fight your right. Uh, your post-workout pain. Sure. Like even when I, when I had a coach, we did stuff like that. It's, it'd be like um, if I had a heavy lifting day, she would have me do really light resistance bands the next day um, with some of the same muscle groups. But like about a week in so, when I did it, um, I felt it was way nice. stronger. I was yeah. tired all the time, but it felt great. I, you want to throw in one last thing because we didn't touch on food oh, a lot. One at all. more We didn't thing. touch on food. Yeah, yeah. Any throughout. So that it's so important to eat uh, the right amount, not necessarily the right kinds of food specifically. Like you don't have to go like, I don't know, only broccoli and chicken all the time or whatever. And don't eat like iceberg lettuce salads all the time. That's garbage. That won't do nothing you know, for you. Lettuce is literally just like water. Like just drink uh, a glass of water <laughs> or well, basically, or just eat spinach. It's better for you. It has more minerals. Yes. Um, but uh, more vitamins. Uh, so but uh, what I'm saying is like if you start like download like my fitness pal or something, I, they don't sponsor us. I'm just saying that's what I've used for years. That helps so much because it really helps you kind of view like how much you're taking in every day and you don't have to use it all the time you don't have to weigh your food all the time it helps for me i do it because it's just a habit now but that way you can see and then you'll start to kind of visualize what you're eating and be like okay i've already had this much today maybe i should eat a lighter dinner or i've had a very light breakfast i'll eat a heavier dinner whatever just helps you scale your day uh, and what you're taking in and that more than working out, more than anything else, what you're eating or how much you're eating, portion control is what's going to give you a different form. Uh, it's like you were saying earlier, like even if you're working out a lot or whatever, if you're eating poorly, then it's just, you know, it, you're going to stay doughy or whatever. Your yeah, that's was. always my problem is like I, I have a food addiction for sure. So that's always been my 
my biggest issue. So um, that's why I'm like, I'm strong fat. Like I can, I can really put on a lot of muscle, but like I struggle curbing my, my eating, like you said, to get rid of all the, the tubby that's on top of the mussy. So, which (laughs) is, those uh, are terms, tubby and mussy. We're going to use those from now on. Oh, it sounds pretty gross. Yeah, I just made them up Uh, though. That, yeah. but we're going to yeah. use them. For well, I wish you hadn't now. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, abs are built in the kitchen. There is actual like fact behind that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Speaking of things built in the kitchen. Now this is, this has nothing to do with that, but, um, <laughs> okay. I, one thing I want to, uh, bring up before, because like we've done a lot of talking about, you know, working out and everything like that. And, and now, you know, diets and stuff. And some folks listening are probably like, oh, get back to more nerd stuff. So I'm, I'm gonna. We think about uh, the new Mario Brothers game coming out, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, because I, I think it looks wonderful. And I'm very excited I, for it. I haven't looked into that at all. I didn't oh, watch man. Nintendo Direct. I just caught highlights from it. Here yeah, and there. same. I just, I just looked at the trailers for that and the Mario RPG remake because you sent it to me. Yeah, and, oh I was my excited God. when I saw that. Y'all Can't know wait. I'm hyped for that because we have talked about that game on so many episodes and now they're doing a remake and I am so here for it. I feel like we materialize that and that makes me very happy. I'm going to call it now because I, I noticed this in the trailer that um they show Valentina and they show her get hit and her boobs don't jiggle. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it now that there's going to be a bunch of bros that get super mad about this this game, about this remake, <laughs> because those boobs aren't jiggling when she gets hit. I bet you anything I, there's angry bros out there about it. I would be surprised if people didn't complain about uh, how, I guess, tiny Mario looks like his 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 physiology just looks kind of funky in the in the remaster or remake. It's like it's <laughs> Mario, but he's very stubby, like he's a lot stubbier than the usual Mario. I don't care. But I feel like some people are going to complain about that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. People are going to complain to just complain. Here's something people were complaining already about. So the other one, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, complaining. They're like, oh, they replaced Charles Martinet. No, they didn't. Mm. It's still him. He's just they, Nintendo's been using the same clips of this man's voice for like 15 years. He just got a little older. Because they got him back in the booth. He just sounds a little different. It's still the same guy. And everyone's just <laughs> mad about it. Like, no, that's yeah. not my Charles Martinet. That's Mother- not my Mario. Yeah, just shut up. God uh, dang it. Uh, I, I The one complaint I do want to bring up, and it's a very serious one. So I want you to hold on a second. Okay. Brace yourself. Okay. I'm uh, Let me the take thing- off my shoes and sit down real quick. Yeah, please. <sighs> yeah. Have a seat. Make sure. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So... Let's talk about Mario Kart for just a moment. Okay. And I just want to bring up the addition that no one wanted, no one asked for. Yeah. And they have cursed us with. Okay. Is one of the new characters. I haven't seen this yet. Added. So you're breaking this news okay. to me. So, okay. So. Yeah. It's breaking news for you. Okay. So one of the new characters they've added. The other two, I'll, I'll say the other two first. So yeah, I'll lead okay. into it. I'm going to breathe. The, the first one, uh, Piranha Pete. Uh, yeah, that's dumb. awesome. But yeah, sounds no, dumb. That's, though. that's, that's fine. That's cool. Sure. Like it's just a piranha plant, dude. Why? Why is Nintendo so obsessed with piranha plants? Didn't that happen in Smash Brothers? Too? Oh, sorry, Petey Piranha is his actual name. Why? <laughs> why do they? Yeah, does, why do they want yeah. us to love piranha plants so much? Okay, that one's fine because he was whatever. a golfer at a certain point too in Mario Golf. It's oh whatever God. with him. Okay. Uh, Comic or Comic? I'm not sure how to say his name. The wizard dude. Comic? Uh, yeah, maybe Kamek, it's Kamek, Sure. I don't know. 
I, yeah, I, I know honestly what you're don't about. know. That's a good yeah, poll. Awesome. That's a good poll. That's good. The one that I have issue with okay. is Wiggler. You know who, <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about when I say Wiggler? <laughs> wow. He is the the caterpillar yeah. or whatever. Wait, how would Wiggler drive a go-go? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And he's already a car. Like there's a car of Wiggler that you can drive. So it's like Wiggler driving Wiggler. I love that idea of just Wiggler inside of himself. No, that's wow. a cursed image. No, that's good. That's good. Ooh. I hate it so much. Wow. Uh, I just want okay. them to like, okay, scrap Mario Kart 8, make a Mario Kart 9, <laughs> keep Wiggler out of it. That's my only you request. You want them to remake this game just because <laughs> just to, of Wiggler. Just to kick Wiggler out. Yeah. Oh my God. I can never play this again. That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I no. I I say keep Wiggler no, in because yeah, that's funny. No, no one asked. For Wait, this. how does he look? Is he art? Is he like hunched over or because uh, like? I mean, kind of. How many legs does Wiggler have? I'm not sure. Too many. I, I would assume that's he's got at least eight to ten legs. <laughs> Probably ten. How? I need to see okay. an image of this because I don't understand oh, how this could work. Okay, he has one, two, three, four, five. Six. He has eight legs and two arms. How oh, does he fit in wait, the car? Since when does Wiggler have arms? Yeah, he's got hands. Okay, well Gross. maybe they're legs with gloves on. But what I'm saying is like oh, they're there. Man. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. Pic- send me a picture of this. I need to see this in real time. Okay, okay, hold on. H- a second. Hook me up. I got, I got a. I got a decent one. Okay. Um, I'm still trying to find one of them actually driving a car, but this one will give you an idea what I'm talking about. Okay. All right, check it out. Discord. Um, oh, okay. Hmm. You see what I'm talking about? Are those legs those, that yeah. have gloves on, or those are, are those yeah, actual Yeah, I'm pretty hands? sure those are legs with gloves. <laughs> That's wrong. I mean, he's cute, but like, No one wanted this. How does this work? That's like a bullet bill work? driving. You, you can't. That's not, yeah. it's not right. If he's got eight it's, legs, that man's a spider. That ain't a caterpillar anymore. That's a spider. That is a messed I, up spider. I, I I need to know how he fits in these cars. Look at that car he's next to. Yeah. Try to imagine. No, there's no way him he fits getting on in that, that car. Thing. There's Unless no his, way. His other legs are hanging off the back of it, just like twirling around in the wind. I, I don't. I, and just my thought is that he's got to be two legs wherever, like in butt, where everyone else's legs and butt goes. He's got to be arched up like an inchworm and like just super yeah. hunched oh, over. So he's just to hunched. Do it. Oh, gross. That's yeah, worse. there's no other way, right? There's no other way to do this. Yeah, there's the Wiggler motorcycle. Oh wow. I I oh man. There's no clean way. <laughs> there's no clean way for this to happen and be okay it can't Wiggler be can okay i'm gonna send you an image and i want you to tell me how this is how this works okay this image is him riding in the oh. uh yoshi eggshell car oh oh god where does it fit well and here here's what's weird is like those arms are are much farther down than the one in the new version of him. Yeah, that's actually that makes more sense the way he's driving there because he has gloves on his second set of legs too. Yeah, so he's got four arms and four legs. But I gotta tell you, that version of Wiggler looks even more cursed than the one we got because I don't like I don't like him doing the airplane move while he's I also wonder, is driving that, this car. Was he ever in a Mario Kart or is that a mod? You think? I don't know. Okay, here's like a picture oh, of the... 
This has to be a mod because look, there's the oh, you're sending yeah, me a picture a and I'm seeing the Noid from Domino's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> as, I didn't even notice as, him. as a playable character. You got all these Nintendo folks, and then there's the Noid. <laughs> I was so fixated on Wiggler's like and proportions, the, I didn't even there's the moon it. from Majora's Mask. <laughs> What? I didn't notice. You can't play that. the moon. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. That's great. Oh, There's okay, Santa so Bowser ignore, for some reason. Ignore that image. Let no, me find I an can't actual now. one. I need to see gameplay. I can't ignore that image now because now I need the Noid in Mario Kart. Like uh, <laughs> we need it. Just just That's remember the to avoid the Noid. I am yeah. I am going to absolutely campaign for the Noid to be in every Nintendo property from here on out. You know. Wait, he was in Mario Kart Seven. Wiggler was or the Noid. Wiggler. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that reminds me. I have a gift card for Domino's. Huh. <laughs> I should use that. Let's I mean, the focus pizza on sucks, the facts here, but. I mean, no hate, but your pizza's garbage, Domino's. No hate, though. So you can't man, get mad at me because I said the words no hate. It's law. I, I, I don't I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm concerned. Yeah. It, that's what I'm I saying. I, I didn't, yeah, I, I get I, it. I, maybe maybe he's been in game or seven before and I just didn't realize it. I don't even I'm remember real sad a Mario Kart 7, to be honest. I feel, I thought <laughs> maybe they did like, they, they skipped one and just went like, you know, Mario Kart three to, you know, eight. I don't know. Cause they wanted to, yeah, cause they, they really wanted around. that cool infinity symbol. Cause like, I feel like they're never going to do another one. They're just going to keep they can't. doing. They're stuck with eight now. Cause it's infinity. So it's forever yeah. Mario Kart. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, I feel like that's the plan is they're just going to keep updating this one. And, and in fact, you know, I, I take that back from here. They will just call it Mario Kart infinity. At some point, and they will just oh. keep adding more Wigglers. Yeah, because there is like a season pass of Mario Kart now. Yes, yes, there is. So it will be For just either Mario Kart and... or it'll be like Mario Kart Infinity, and they just keep adding more and more. Uh, is, is there I'm... any characters you want to see in there aside from the Noid? Oh man, um, I I, I would like to see. Uh, oh, is the what's the Lakitu? Is he in there yet? Or is he just still a cloud guy? Still hanging out up there? He's the dude that helps you when you try to drive off to your I death. know, but is he a driver yet? No, he's not a... He can't because he's got a, He's got the most important job, which is starting the race. No, he is race. in there. He is a driver. He's been in there. Are you serious? How? I'm serious. He's, he's right beside the shy guy. I just forgot. Beside the shy guy? Yeah, on the character selection screen. That You're still looking at the... <laughs> I, d I don't think this one's a mod. You're I think this one's real. You're still looking at fake one. With the noise no. on it. I'm pretty sure Likitu has been in there. Um, but aside from that, okay. So since here, let me throw this out there. And this is a prediction slash wish. Okay. Since they are remastering Super Mario Brothers RPG, sure. bring Gino and Mallow into it. Yeah, they should. Into Mario Kart. Do you think maybe now with this remaster, they will start using some of those characters and stuff? That's what I'm hoping. There's lots of like other... And you know what? Here's the dumb thing you know Nintendo's going to do. This is what Nintendo's going to do. We're going to be like, oh, good. We'll finally get like Gino or Mallow in like Smash Brothers or or Mario Kart. Instead, they're going to be like, um, you know, they'll, they'll do another Nintendo Direct or Treehouse or something like that. And like they'll tease like uh, a Mario RPG thing because you'll see like a background 
And he'll be like, come to Smash. And we'll get like Bellum or one of the dumb bad guys <laughs> that we don't want. Um, we'll get Booster maybe, no. you know, no, I'll tell best. you what the first thing we'll get is like an alternate skin for Mario where it's like, oh, it's Super Mario Brothers RPG Mario. Yeah, <sighs> man. Just just add Mallow. Just add Gino. They'll give us the doll version of Mario since they give us like in that game because when the little kid has the dolls that he plays with, they'll give us the doll version because they have like seven different versions of Mario in this game at this point, you know? Oh, you dude. Metal okay. Mario, Here's Gold m- Mario, whatever. Ugh, gross. My my ultimate wish now yeah. is Axum Rangers. Oh, there you go. Give me, give the Axum Rangers their own cart. It, it can oh. be like... Like don't Having you don't have cart. to make a you don't have to make a character for each different one, but just like make interchangeable skins that you can be any of the Axum Rangers, and they do have their own cart too. I don't know what it would be, but it would be like whatever that big purple head is, the axe head thing that it has to have that incorporated into it. I bet Smithy ends up in Smash Bros. because he would be an interesting character, you know, because he changes, yeah. he can change forms and make stuff, and that's. The only argument I got as to putting him in there is that it's kind of interesting. <laughs> that would be cool, though. Like, yeah. we do have some bulky characters in there already. So why not add Smithy? Why not add Smithy? I think it'd be Bearded cool. Smithy for the win. Yeah. And uh, as far as characters I want to see in, in Mario Kart, I want to go. <laughs> I just want to throw stuff at the wall. I want I want him to put Zangief in there from Street Fighter. No, you, no you're going to at least keep it with Nintendo. Hey, he's been in a Nintendo game. Well... Street yeah, Fighter came out on Nintendo before. <laughs> yeah. I just want I to see this huge Nintendo bulky properties. dude with chest hair bent over this tiny little cart. I would be surprised if there wasn't some sort of like Street Fighter racer, if not an official there, I don't game think there is. a mod. I'm sure there's a mod somewhere, but like I, I don't think there's any Street Fighter racing games out there. Be fun. I mean, I'd be into it, but I don't think there is. Um, oh, man. Wait. Did you find something? You that that sounded like you found something. Oh, I found one called Street Racer that is not the same. It had a character. Oh no no no! Wait, is that E Honda? I don't know, man. You tell me. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the image and then you can decide for yourself. Someone make us a Street Fighter racing game, please. We'll play it. It would be so easy. Just get like your pickups can just be the powers in the game, like uh, Yoga Flame. Hadouken, but see what I'm talking about? There's E Honda yeah, right there. D- he does look a lot like E Honda. I feel like it's more like homage, you know. Maybe, but it's got the red paint on the on face, face and everything. I yeah, just think it's too it's, close. It's, I, I just feel like that's like a crossover type. It is definitely a game. sumo wrestler with red paint on his face in a similar manner, and he is slapping someone as he drives by. But what is that in the top left? If not like, is that Garfield? What is that? <laughs> That, that I don't know. Can you have Garfield and E Honda in the same racing game? I don't know if that's possible, but I think they that's did. That's a crossover it. I want to see. Yeah, Garfield and Street Fighter. Oh, man. That, you know, I bet somebody's done that in a fighting game with the, oh, the yeah. Mugen program. Oh, sure. Why not? Why wouldn't you? We've learned a lot today. We have learned a whole lot today. Is there any stuff that you're looking forward to in the coming week? Yes and no. So, great answer. There, okay. Well, okay, I want to say I've got three games already on my my backlog. I mean, I've got thousands of games on my backlog, but on my immediate backlog, I've got Tears of the Kingdom, which I started and am not even close to finishing because it's a very long game. I've got Street Fighter 6, started, 
not even close to finishing that story mode. Yep. Um, I've got Diablo four. Uh, I'm probably like 75% through that one, maybe. Sure. But even after you finish the, the story, there's still like a ton of content afterwards. So it's like, I'm not done. I, you can never be done with that. Uh, and then uh, Final Fantasy 16 is one that like, I think it just just came out and I want to play yes. it so bad, but I have to discipline myself to beat at least one of these other games before I do that. Not to mention that I'm still playing Grounded with my brother, which is also really fun. And I want to, you know, get through that one as much as we can. So it's like, I've just got too much to play right now. Yeah. What a terrible position to be in. Oh, I just got too many games to play. My life's terrible. That is, it is a problem. It's choice paralysis (laughs) is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Choice paralysis. Uh, I got, I got Diablo working on the Steam Deck. Plays real well. Uh, the Steam Deck just, you know, runs like a plane taking off a little bit, but it does work. <laughs> and I got to tell you, as far as like how it controls, how it feels, prefer it, prefer it than playing it on the PC by far. Um, really? Yeah. It's so much easier to play it on the Steam Deck. It, it feels way more intuitive, feels much better, um, especially movement, moving with that joystick rather than the clicking with the mouse so much better yeah i've started using my controller for that reason like it wasn't yeah. something that was like really i guess incorporated well into previous diablos especially like the older ones but now this one is like made with that in mind and it feels the movement feels good you don't have to like you said you don't have to do the clicking anymore sure aiming is easy with the joysticks uh you've only got like five abilities to worry about so right you're not like trying to figure out you know how to map your buttons it's just all there yeah that feels nice yeah it makes it way easier other than that like i i don't know what else uh i i've got going on but um i know one thing which is a couple weeks ago someone in our discord posted a link to a video and this video was a pilot for a cartoon that i did not know about and i don't know if you looked at it man but like I kind of want you to watch it because I started watching it and I was like, I I have to watch this, but I really want Joseph to see this too. This is called The Legend of the Hawaiian Slammers. This was when when Pogs ruled the 90s uh, and everyone loved Pogs. Of, of course, some cartoon studio was just like, we've got to somehow find a way to make a cartoon about Pogs. And like, they found a way to make it like an action hero kind of thing where it's like the slammers that like these kids can acquire have like heroes, like ancient heroes contained inside. But there's also evil slammers out there. That like an evil scientist <laughs> is trying to get like the evil shadow slammer. Oh, boy. oh god, dude. It's just the and the the theme song alone is going to is really gonna bring it home. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch that and report back next week. And I would um I would love it if you would watch it too, so we could we can talk about that because it looks amazing that so. has to be just a, a like 13 episodes max it couldn't no, have gotten it, multiple it, seasons it did not get more than the pilot and that was oh, it. oh okay good thank goodness no okay. no it, it just got the pilot and nothing else happened and it is it looks like everything you would expect it to be so yeah oh. I'll, I'll send you the link to that uh, I'm, I'm super excited for it maybe we'll post the link in the show notes too so uh folks and take a look okay, look at I, it i will check that out because it i'm morbidly curious about it 
Yeah, if anything, the uh, the theme song is going to get stuck in your head because it's been in my head all day. At least it'll get Denver the Last Dinosaur out of my head. Yeah, it will. It will. Trust me. This is the one to do it. <laughs> this is the one to do it. It's, I'm so excited. It's a slamming volcanic adventure based on the trading cap phenomenon. <laughs> trading caps. That was a thing we had when we were kids. Yeah. So, you kids wouldn't understand, and I, I'm glad you don't. I mean, understand. at least they're sticking with some aspect of where Pogs came from because it, it all came from Hawaii. Because, like, I, I talked about at one point in front of my mother in law, I talked about how I loved Pogs as a kid, and she was just like, Really? That, like, that was something we had growing up in Hawaii, and it was just like literally, it was like milk caps. That's and we played with those all the time. I don't know why those yeah. that was popular. Um, I'm just going to read a synopsis I found and then and then we'll call that it. Imagine that you are Ronnie, the kid who finds a golden slammer that explodes from a volcano and releases a superhero named, well, I don't know how to say this. Soon, soon the Hawaiian slammer of light. Your discovery pulls you into an awesome battle against the corrupt Dr. Von Fragman and the evil shadow slammer. The first one to find all the slammers inside a maze of lava tunnels before the volcano erupts rules the destiny of Earth. You ready for that? I don't think anyone can ever be ready for that. <laughs> I, I was wondering, though, like, what is Pog? Aside from, like, like play of the game now. Well, what did Pog used to be when it was just the Pog's game? And now I know. Okay. And I'm like, should I have educated myself on this? Because that kind of demystifies it a little bit. Well, okay, what does it stand for? Okay, Pog is passion fruit, orange, and guava juice blend. Oh, P-O-G, passion fruit, orange, guava. Oh, I so I wonder if that was just like the caps. Yeah, it, okay. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was the caps they used to play with were Pog, yeah. which were, that was the, the um, dairy product or whatever they were using. Yeah. So it's Pog caps, passion fruit, orange, guava. So now, anytime we talk about Pogs, we have to say it, passion, passion fruit, orange, fruit guava. orange, guava. Then you just add some slammers to it and you got a game. You got a game, <laughs> yeah. Bruin, my friend. With the uh, with Captain Caveman on them and and some flaming skulls on some of them. I had the coolest juggernaut slammer that was like gold. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite slammer of I all had time. A big old heavy uh metal one with a big old skeleton on it. I think it came from like a goosebumps thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, oh, there's an original pog right there that you just sent me. Very cool. Yeah, the the cap for the actual uh, milk cap cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh from Maui. Yeah, that's where uh, my my uh, wife's family is from. So, yep. Okay. So. Mystery solved. Very interesting. I didn't know it's it like, was a mystery, but it was, and now it's no, solved. I, I had not thought about it until just now. I'm like, wait, what does Pog mean? I don't yeah. know why I <laughs> cared, but there it is <laughs> for everyone who was curious. Passion fruit, orange, guava. There we go. Uh, well, with that said, uh, thank you very much to Lance Conrad for the use of our theme song, Rebels of Our Own Kind. And if you enjoyed the episode, please let us know. Give us a rating, write a review, wherever you can do it, or you can share your favorite episodes. You can take some clips, share those on social media. You can also find us on all the things at Nerdsloth HQ or visit us at our website, nerdsloth.com. There you can learn more about us and keep up to date on all the latest and greatest projects we're working on. Uh, you can also find a link to our merch store and info about our Discord community and the Patreon. 
where you can get hundreds of hours of bonus content from all of the Nerdsloth projects. And that's it. My name's Chris. I'm Joseph. Work your muscles and don't skip leg day. Passion fruit, orange, guava. Yes. Yes.